0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peace of Authenticity Podcast. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Andersons. In 2020, the Lord really challenged us on starting our own podcast. And
1: so we invite you to join us on the journey of following Jesus every day. So let's grow together and learn together.
0: (laughs) What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. Welcome back.
1: Yes, we are back after last week we were pretty sick. And yeah. so we wanted to just rest and I think it was good because we're yeah. ready for this next yeah. episode. We're really excited for it.
0: Yeah. And you know, one of the, one of the things that, that we set out to do when we first started the the podcast was to not force mm-hmm. anything to happen. We didn't want to feel like we had to release a podcast every Monday um, or else because then it becomes too much about what we want instead of what the Lord wants. And so we were, yeah, we were battling getting our health back. Our bodies were doing what they were designed to do by the Lord. And we got into last weekend and I was like, Jordan, what about the podcast? And I was ah, like, oh, we, we were both just not feeling like there was anything Yeah, because it and was so, kind of
1: like when you like start stretching for stuff and like reaching, like yeah. maybe we could, and then you're like, I don't feel that. I don't, okay, we shouldn't force this yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> grasping at straws. So, yeah, but anyway, we're back. Um, I'm finally actually getting my my voice back.
1: That's actually a good thing too because it would have sounded really funny last week. Yeah
0: I've been sounding really weird for about a week. Today's literally the
1: first day that your voice is pretty normal.
0: Yeah, This is of the Lord so that's why we're doing it today. I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) I would have still recorded a podcast with a silly voice if the Lord would have told us to. Yeah. But anyway so we're back today and we're so excited for um kind of what what we wanted to bring today mm-hmm. is it has a lot of simplicity to it, but at the same time, if you'll actually focus on it and focus in on this question that we're gonna ask, then it can send you through some deep yeah. time with the Lord. Um and, and and these are these are questions, you know, or this is a question I think that that we should ask ourselves on a daily basis. Um but ultimately, what we're getting to is what what is the one thing that's in that's in your life that's that's in your life every day that's keeping you from being in a deeper connection with the Lord I guess is it would be a proper way to say it or or were you thinking that there should be a different way to say it?
1: Um no, really that's good Aubrey. Maybe like another way to say it would be like what's one thing that's holding you back from doing what the Lord has asked you to do that you know. Mm, yeah. Too. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so kind of like where where we were where this thought pattern was was kind of going is if you spend any amount of time at all in the word you you can you can see these these characters that that we all know um that the, the famous characters in the bible that the lord brings them to a crossroads
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they have a choice to either continue to do things the way that they're doing them or mm-hmm. to drop everything and walk on the journey with Jesus mm-hmm. and you know, you can, you can look, this spans Old Testament, New Testament. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you go all the way back to Abraham. Abraham had to make a choice when the Lord asked him to leave the land that, that he was in. Um, first of all, he had to leave the land he was in two different times. And and his journey to the, to the land that the Lord gave him to Canaan was 1100 miles at the pace of goats and sheep, you know what I mean. So, so slow. So it took him a while, but every time, you know, he the Bible says that he was originally in like Ur or whatever, right? Like Abraham was in, mm, I think so, yeah, or something like that. So then he goes to Haran, and then the Lord calls him out of Haran to go to Canaan. But if you look at the track that he went, it was like a big circle, and so it it required him to give up everything that he knew up until that point and go on this journey with the lord trusting that when he got to the destination it was the land that the lord promised him like mm-hmm. it, it was just a giant trust walk mm-hmm. and so we're we're on this same journey because like one of the the cries of of our heart is that that we grow in such an area of trust with the lord that he can say Aubrey Jordan I need you to go and do mm-hmm. this and I'm about to hit the heel-toe express, and not even think twice. I'm just gonna go, and and it's moving immediately to where, if the Lord says it, we're gonna do it. And and it's easy because uh, one of one of Jordan's friends, uh, Emily, actually mm-hmm. said it. You know. When when the Lord asks somebody else to do something, it's easy for us to go, "Oh yeah, you got to trust in the Lord, oh, 100%, and you, you, you got to do it." That's what the Lord but asked. then, what happens when that when that script is flipped and the Lord's like telling you to quit your job, or the Lord's telling you, "Like, to hey, I need to, to, a to a give place. up everything that yeah. you know and come on this journey with me"? It's a lot easier for us to cheerlead to champion someone else into mm. following the Lord than it is to let go. So the question is today. I want you to be thinking about, as we talk through a few stories that we're going to dive into here in our short time together today, I want you to think about what is the one thing that would hold me back from going all in?
1: Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to really ask because there were some times where I knew I needed to give something up, but I didn't go in depth with the Lord with it because I didn't need him to remind me that I wasn't giving up something I was supposed to be giving up. But I can guarantee you that if you give it up, it will be worth it. And you will say that again and again and again. It's 100% worth it. I can't believe I held on to it so long. I promise you. Yeah. And it makes me think of this uh, metaphor I heard ever since I was a little girl at a church service one time. It's about a story of this monkey. And he saw like a banana. You know how sometimes uh, holes will form in a tree? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? What are they called?
0: Birds live in there.
1: Yeah, and and so the monkey saw a banana in there. And he was like, oh my gosh, I need that banana. So he put, he barely could fit his hand. Of course, monkeys like bananas.
0: Yeah. He he
1: fit his, his hand could just barely fit in there. He got a hold of the banana and tried to pull it out. And he's like, what the heck? You know, he couldn't, he couldn't get, get it out. And he wasn't willing to let it go, the banana. So he was stuck. He mm. was stuck in that spot. And if he could have, if he would have just let the banana go, pulled his hand out. He was free to do what he needed to do to live. But I just was talking about like a tragic thing with this monkey. And I want to say it's true, but I can't remember because I was too little. But I, I, that always stuck out to me. Like he just Mm. wouldn't let go of that. There are bananas in other places. I'm sure the Lord was going to show that monkey where all the desires of his heart were. But he thought like, no, I need that. I need to hold on to that. There's a way. Maybe if I hold on to it long enough, I don't know. But it ended up being his prison. So yeah.
0: Wow. So, I know. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a very good visual for you know exactly what we're talking about. Like if, if you just So what's your banana? Yeah, look, what's, what's your banana in the tree? That's what's that's how it goes. So basically the, the line of thinking started in this and, and I know that we've talked about it so many times on this podcast, but it cannot be talked about enough. The story of the rich young ruler that is from uh Matthew chapter nineteen and it starts in verse sixteen and and it says and behold a man came up to Jesus saying teacher what good deed must i do to have eternal life right so um first of all the bible already addresses him as as the the rich young man you know or the or the rich young ruler as as some people put it and so i think it's important that the labels that the bible puts on people yeah are intentional it should be you know, taken very seriously because there's a reason why the Bible needs you to know that he's rich. And so we go down further into the story and I want to encourage you to read it on your own because it's, it's such a, it's such a powerful story. But basically we have this young man and he says, he says to Jesus, what must I do? And Jesus gives him a list of all the commandments and all these things. And then the rich young man says, yes, I've done all of those things. Like, I'm gonna pat myself on the back because I'm a good person and and that's what the, the this rich young man was trying to get Jesus to admit that because he does all those things he's a good person yeah but Jesus sees his banana right if we're yeah. gonna keep using the the monkey and the tree as as our example Jesus sees into the man's heart right because God is the only one that that can venture and peek into your heart and Jesus sees the banana in this man's heart and he says okay you know congratulations my friend for doing all these cool things your works are wonderful mm-hmm. but there's one thing that's keeping you from being in it's communion keeping you with in this me. spot that you can't right make. and he says go and sell all you have and give away all your riches to the poor and come and follow me an invitation to join Peter James and John and join in with Jesus on this, on this adventure. Mm -hmm. Right. But the Bible tells us that he couldn't do it. He loved the riches that he had too much. Mm -hmm. And the Bible also goes on to tell us that this young man walked away sorrowful Mm -hmm. because he walked up looking for affirmation of his good works from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, yes, you have good works, but I want to see if you have the faith to let go of your comfort zone and your wealth and come and follow me. And he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us that he walks away sorrowful. Imagine what he could have gained
1: mm-hmm. if
0: he could have let go it of that banana. It
1: would have been worth it. Just like what I was saying earlier. He would have been like, wow, it was so worth it to get rid of everything. But he just didn't even get to that point. Yeah. And um, I want to read kind of how this author in this book I'm reading, you see that how book she just worded it. Out
0: of nowhere? I didn't even what know you book? had that under there. You're like, This let me, one let me, let me, just just, let me just read this. My know. handy
1: dandy little book. <laughs> okay. And so it's talking about the rich young ruler and that, you know, powerful story in Matthew. And, and she said here, I imagine Jesus looked straight into this young man's soul and said, I want you to give up the one thing you crave more than me. Then mm. come follow me. Whew. And then she said here, when Jesus wants us to follow him, really follow him, it's serious business. Because with Jesus... If we want to gain, we must give up. To be filled, we must deny ourselves. To truly get close to God, we'll have to distance ourselves from other things. And so that just hit me because can you? I want you to actually put yourself in that situation where Jesus is looking right at you and saying, the one thing that you crave more than me, I'm asking you to let it go. Mm. And then come follow me. And I, I just believe, you know, the Lord has these unique, amazing callings for us. I mean, it's in the day to day. It's not just one huge purpose in 10 years that the Lord has prepared for us. And he has something prepared for us every single day. Yeah. But that one thing can really hold us back from truly living a life that the Lord has created us to live. And it's not worth it. It's, it's not, um, because after I read that, I guess I'll just throw myself under the bus since that's a thing that we do regularly and also keeps me accountable um, But I, I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, what is the one thing that I crave more than you? Because I don't want it. I don't want it. And I'm sorry for holding on to the banana that long. And he told me it was my self-image, which, of course, I've talked about this in previous previous podcasts. Yeah. um, A little bit about that. And so I just bit my tongue. That really hurt.
0: Mm.
1: It's a self-image, I think. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Lord. okay um, but I just <laughs> had this conversation with him <laughs> I was like okay how do I give up a self-image and we and I kept hearing you know things that he was saying he said focus on me because whenever you worry about your self-image you're actually really self-absorbed and you're thinking on yourself which is so natural for our flesh in general yeah. and so he said when you have all when you have your eyes set on me I will point you to others and then your mindset will actually fit be fixated the more you practice this, because this is not just an overnight situation. Whenever we let go of the one thing, this is has this has to be an intentional letting go of the one thing every single day, because it will try to come back up. Mm. I, I promise you, it'll try to come yeah. back up. And so, I, I really believe this is every day intentional living, focusing our eyes on Jesus. You're all I want, Jesus. You are more than enough. If I have nothing else, all I need is you. You know, and having that mindset and just being moldable and just letting the Lord do what only he can do inside of you. But the first step is actually admitting what your one thing is or be willing to hear what the Lord tells you is your one thing. Because I promise mm-hmm. you the Lord knows exactly what is in the way in between you and him because he does not like that thing. Because <laughs> yeah. it's what hinders him in, and you from being able to, you know, walk this life out together.
0: Yeah, well, I think you know the Bible tells us that, you know that that for for you didn't you didn't call me, mm-hmm. I called you. Yeah, and so if if the purpose of if, of us being called to Jesus, right, like He's calling us, He says, "Behold, I stand at the door and I knock." Mm-hmm. And so if He's the one that's calling us, then. The first thing that he wants is to remove those things that are in between us. So, you know, a lot of times, um, uh, I can't really understand it because when, when the Holy Spirit deals with me, a lot of times it's always like, Aubrey, you need to let go of this or you're doing this wrong, you need to fix this, you know, because it's a constant state of of pruning, yeah, and and getting molding,
1: you, shaping. Yeah,
0: getting you into a a, a better version of yourself because in order to look more like Christ there has to be less of me involved exactly because so we are just a mess yeah it's a constant breaking away of what's going on and and so if a lot of times people want to go in and seek the Lord over things that can be you know kind of like our last podcast where we talked about additions to
1: multiplication multiplication
0: addition, addition. yeah but but what about those things where, uh oh Lord what in me needs to die mm-hmm. so that so that you can live. It's it's no longer I who live, but yeah. it's Christ who lives within me. But we don't wanna we don't want to stay on that subject because it can get uncomfortable and real guys, fast. Guys no
1: one likes death. It yeah. is ugly, it is smelly, it is horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't like that. It's like rotting flesh. It's yeah. it's not it's not pretty and it's not good. But it is But you know what is the best fertilizer? Dead things and poop. Those don't Mm. smell good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking about poop. There it is. Listen, sometimes it's going to be poopy. But guess what? It's going to be fertile. What are your
0: dead things and poop?
1: Fertilization. Bananas, poop, and dead things. We
0: we should call this podcast episode (laughs) Dead Things and Poop.
1: Banana poop. That would give people
0: Yeah. So yeah, no, but okay. So so this is this is the and and this is the parallel. Okay, you you have the story in in Matthew. What was it, nineteen? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. And look at the look at the parallel from First Kings nineteen.
1: Huh. Oh, with them. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we're gonna go into First Kings nineteen. Yeesh. And and so if you don't know, I would encourage you to read this as well. But in First Kings nineteen, verse nineteen what yeah this is this is when this is when <laughs> I mean, God calls means? elisha right, okay, okay yes, so we yes. have the prophet Elijah, and he's he's the one that that is uh dominating the prophets of Baal right he the Lord rains fire down from heaven like all these things and and now he goes and he's fleeing Jezebel the the evil queen that that says. I'll have your head before the sun goes down or whatever. So Elijah flees. So now we come in in verse 19. And this is where God tells Elijah to go and get Elisha.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is,
0: where this is where it's cool because the Bible tells us numbers matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the Bible yes. tells us that here that Elisha was, was a farmer and he had 12 yoke of oxen in front of him. And so Elijah passes by and he casts his cloak upon him. Okay. So Elijah knew, God knew that Elijah's time was was kind of coming yeah. to an end. And so he's like, "Hey, it's time for you to make a disciple, right?" Mm-hmm. And and now remember this is Old Testament. So Jesus hasn't happened yet and mm-hmm. everything like that. So
1: I mean, Jesus was there but he just was you not know, Right. Wasn't on right,
0: yeah. <laughs> he hadn't he hadn't come to <laughs> he do to let us into the fold of Abraham yet. So so Elijah's sitting here, and and you have to remember 12 yoke of oxen. The Bible tells you that because I believe that the Bible wants you to know that Elisha was a pretty wealthy man. Mm-hmm. In order for you to have 12 oxen and you're out farming and all, like that, that's only something that a wealthy person would have at that mm-hmm. time. And so Elijah goes and he throws his cloak on this guy and Anyway, immediately after that, Elisha goes and he kills all the oxen, he gets their meat, he gives it all to the poor, gives everything that he has, and he starts following Elijah Mm. from that day on. And that is the parallel from the Old Testament to the New Testament Mm -hmm. when the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life. This is the parallel that Jesus is looking at. Jesus is like, well, you know, if anybody wants to do it right, you should do what Elisha did, right? Give every, mm-hmm. give away everything that you have and, and come and follow. That's exactly what Elisha did. Mm-hmm. And he received the double portion of Elijah's anointing. Yeah. God gave him a double portion, which means his ministry was twice as effective as Elijah's ever was and and not that that's why we don't do it right we don't you know give everything we have away so we can receive a double portion because you know the holy spirit everybody has access to the same holy spirit but the 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 steps are the same and Jesus is literally telling this guy i just want you to do what what elisha did you know in mm-hmm. in the in the stories that that they all knew they would all know about elijah and elisha i mean mm-hmm. all these jewish people would know about them and so Jesus says, this is what I want you to do. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't let go of that banana like Elisha did. Elisha was like, okay, I'm going to let that go because I know that the Lord has a whole host of bananas somewhere else for me because I don't want to hang on to what I have here. I want to go after what the Lord has for Mm me 100%. And so we have that parallel. And you have one, this is how it was done right. Mm -hmm. And then this is how it was done wrong. And that was the beauty of it because Elisha walked away with a double portion anointing. And this rich young ruler in Matthew walked away sorrowful Mm -hmm. is what the Bible says. And so the challenge for us, the challenge that that we all have to recognize every single day of our lives is what, what am I holding on to today? Every day is a new day, right? Just like... If give us this day, our daily bread, if today's manna, Mm -hmm. what, what part of me today needs to die? What part of me needs to decrease so that the Lord can increase? What, what's something in me that's keeping up a wall between me and Christ? And this might have to be something that we literally ask ourselves every single day.
1: Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing to be moldable every single day. And it doesn't like i said earlier it doesn't feel good it's not mm-hmm. this amazing like i knew i asked Jesus into my heart to live in a perfect life and world and that's just not realistic yeah. we're we're fleshly human beings in the flesh is the opposite of how we're supposed to be all the time and so it's always going to be an uphill battle but it's so worth it it's so worth having that journey with the lord because the lord knows the innermost being of ourselves he knows our desires he knows what he created us to do and he created us specifically for this amazing purpose you know that we can see unfold every single day if we choose to walk with him and so I would just say that it's it's the best thing you could ever do if you give up that one thing for him because it for me, I should get to a point where I say, I don't care what people think of me. I care what he mm. thinks of me. And yeah. I know how he thinks of me. I know he's for me. I mean, I can read in the word the things that the Lord says uh, about me. And I can even ask the Lord what he says about me. And it's always good. It's always he loves me. He He approves of me and you know, all these different things that I might be trying to find in others. But the thing is, if you're trying to find approval and love from from others that are just as fleshly as you and have to battle flesh every single day, maybe one day they're going to accept you and then the next day they're going to be like, listen, I don't even want to look at you. And it's something in and of themselves, but then you put it on yourself. And it's Mm -hmm. just like you know a burden that you don't need to carry. And so I choose to connect myself to someone who never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he says he loves me, so I know he loves me because he is love. And I am the beloved. That's my job, to be the beloved of him and to follow him and you know live life with him so if i say those things over myself since the self-image thing is my one thing i can battle that every single day because there's not going to be one day where i don't think in the back of my mind like oh i don't want to be late because i don't want them to think that i'm like you know don't care and then they're gonna get mad and think i'm not as good as they thought i was and you know what i mean all these things that we just tell ourselves but there's not gonna be one day where i don't probably think of something like that Mm -hmm. but it's the intentionality of saying but you know what it's okay because i know that the lord approves of me and it's just a beautiful walk that i have to be intentional about you know every single day and so that that was definitely something that really spoke to me that day when i asked the lord that so i just just lay everything aside all your fears everything like that and just truly ask him what what it is, and be willing to give it up when he tells you, because it's going to be something that you don't want to give up. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's why you haven't let go. And it reminds me whenever we were talking about it yesterday of the chosen that episode with Nicodemus. Whenever Jesus, yeah. which of course you know in the chosen, you have to realize like a lot of it. Um, there is obviously. Uh, very scriptural based except for some things that could maybe have been the case you know what I mean it's almost that kind of thing like you know this could have happened so it's kind of cool to like see it so there wasn't really a time right where Jesus said like come follow me and then he was waiting for Nicodemus right that that wasn't actually in the bible do you remember Okay, I don't think so. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking I about
0: that's the the rich young ruler is the same. Yeah, situation. and I'm just saying
1: like so many people you do not. Wa- so what happened in this episode of the chosen is Jesus had this amazing conversation with Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, who was looked up to by. Oh my gosh, everybody. I mean, the Pharisees were like the Christian celebrity pastors you see nowadays. They can't do any wrong. And, you know, people look up to you. And right when you walk in, respect is given to you no matter what. And so he was in this place that's pretty comfortable. Right, but he knew there was something up. Like there was something about Jesus. Like, and he really believed Jesus was the Messiah. They had this conversation, which of course you can read in the Gospels. It's actually that where Jesus talks back and forth with Nicodemus, being mm. born again. You know that yeah. conversation. And so he ends up telling Nicodemus, really, that I am the Messiah. And it's this amazing conversation. So Jesus, is like, why don't you follow me? Which of course I don't think this part's in it, but it's just further along in this conversation in the chosen. And Jesus is like, you should follow me, and I'm gonna be here at this time tomorrow. Meet me and my disciples and you can come with us. And so he had this laid out in front of him, but that also meant that Nicodemus was going to have to give up his respect because I promise you he wasn't going to be respected after that. He was going to be a traitor. He was going to be a heretic. He was going to be all these different things. So he was going, going to, to lay Paul. down his approval of man, his self-image, which is yeah. right, A thing that that the Lord showed me. He was going to have to lay that down on the altar and choose to follow Jesus. And so um, the next scene, he—you see Nicodemus, and he's really battling it. You can see Jesus waiting for him with the disciples around the corner, and Nicodemus is on the other side where they can't see him. And he's just battling. You can see he's like, "Oh, I need to do. Oh, I want to go so bad. I want to do this. I want." And he ends up deciding not to. And it's just, oh man, that was a really powerful um, picture that we all will go go yeah. through. We have that decision and and you see Jesus he sits there and they're about to leave and he and he said you were so close.
0: You were so close. <sighs> you don't yeah. want that," mm. said
1: to you. "You were so close. You could you almost, you really thought about letting that thing go, but you decided that you craved your self-image more than me or you craved, yeah. you know, this addiction more than me. You craved, you know, insert here. It can be anything. But that
0: <sighs> Yeah. Well and, and i even I even sit there and and i wonder okay we 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 know we know about judas we we know that the Bible even tells us like in and takes the the bible takes the gospels take little shots at Judas every once in a while because they were written after the fact, and so these disciples are saying that he was stealing money mm-hmm. from you know Judas was in charge of the coin purse or whatever for Jesus and the disciples. And ultimately, we know that, that Judas sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver.
1: And we also know that money is the root of all evil.
0: Right. And, and so, <laughs> I mean, Jesus taught on that so many times. But but what I find interesting is that I imagine this this young ruler, this, this rich man came up while Jesus was with his disciples. And so I, I think that that Judas was probably there when Jesus was telling this man, Hey, you need to, you need to let go of that. You know, you need to let go of those riches, let go of that love of money and come and follow me. And Judas got to probably watch this exchange happen, mm-hmm. knowing in his heart that his heart was set on money. And and so I'm sitting there and he watched this man walk away sorrowful. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Judas was like, Yeah, that guy made the right choice. He has lots of money. I don't know. I don't know what was in his heart. Mm-hmm. But what I know is he he watched as This man walks away sorrowful, even though he has all the money in the world, but he didn't have Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then Judas goes and and makes the same choice Uh, a little bit later, you know, and sells out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, which, you know, God's plan is going to unfold, however Mm -hmm. it's going to unfold. And so Judas was just part of the plan, Mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, he watched and he saw. He saw these things happening and he still didn't make a turn. Mm -hmm. And so i see that and i see jesus in the chosen with nicodemus and said you were so close but your heart wasn't fully with me Mm -hmm. you couldn't let go of that banana long enough to leave it all behind to come and follow me and that right there could almost bring you to tears and at times it does because i'm sitting here can you imagine standing before the king of kings and the lord of lords and and you're you're getting into heaven you're at the gates and he tells you oh you you were so close but you just couldn't let go mm-hmm. of that and they said depart from me for mm-hmm. i never knew you and you know i we don't say that there's so many times that that pastors use that kind of stuff you know to scare people um you know to, to in order to get saved like oh you don't want to hear that from jesus but but really though um, if you look at it like a relationship, think about somebody that you're, like you're in an intimate friendship with, like it's a loving relationship, whether it be family or a close friend or something like that. Imagine waking up one day and you've poured everything that you can into this relationship, and that person was like, "Hey, listen, really, I feel like I don't even know who you are." That's devastating mm-hmm. because you're sitting here thinking, "I poured everything into it." How do they not know who I am? And Jesus is literally saying that to us. It's like, listen, there's, I I want all of you, and so if there's something in here that that you need to let go of, now is the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now is the time. We can't afford. We have a world out there where people are falling away from Jesus at like record numbers. Um, Things like fifty million people have stopped like going to church, stopped seeking Mm -hmm. the Lord altogether, like in the last 10 or 20 years. That's a crazy amount of people. But it's because the relationship factor is not real. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they were led to come to church based on the fact of, oh, well, everything in my life is gonna be better. Listen, in the long run, everything of your life is going to be better. But just as any relationship takes transparency, authenticity, everything like that, your relationship with Christ is no different so he's asking us and he's been putting this on our heart for the last couple of days it's like what is it that's keeping you from me i think i even wrote that in my journal the other day it's like lord what what is keeping me from seeing clearly what's keeping me from from being able to dive in head first with everything that i have and As I write this in my journal, like the Lord will show me things in my life. Aubrey, you've got to let go of this. You've Mm -hmm. got to stop caring about this. You've got to stop being so obsessed with this. Whatever that may be for you, I believe that we're supposed to record this podcast today so that you could dive in, in your quiet time with the Lord and say, Lord, what in me? What hindrances? What walls? What chains? What in me is hindering me from being all in? Mm
1: -hmm. And and you might even I think a lot of people will realize this. So let me paint you a picture. Have you ever had a friendship with someone that's really just a friendship because your best friend's friends with them? So y'all hang out the same place, you do the same (laughs) things. You know what I mean? But like, Yeah. yeah, but like you would never. Contact that person individually without your best friend, right? Like, it's just kind of weird. Like, y'all aren't close enough. I think a lot of people have put themselves in that position. So it's like the Lord is the other friend. So you have a friend, maybe it's your pastor, somebody that's super tight with the Lord. And so you use them as a middle person, like, oh, is so and so coming? Do you know? Like, I don't really talk to them. On the regular, I just needed are they coming? Are they and if you like pray that if the Lord shows up? Yeah. And like <laughs> if your best friend leaves the room, it's kinda awkward. You don't really know what to say. You're just like, yeah. yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah. It's it's like we've almost put ourselves in that situation where we like don't have this relationship with the Lord. Um, but we have it through someone else, like, Hey, can you pray for me? Because mm. Yeah, like it just seems like you're closer. I don't know. You have a better relationship with the Lord, maybe. Or I need to ask my pastor about this. Whenever you could actually ask the Lord, Mm. I need to ask my pastor about this scripture. I don't understand it. Did you ask the Lord about it? Did and so we're having a lot of these, you know, this relationship with the Lord that isn't how it was created to be. And I obviously don't think it's the pastor's fault or the friend's fault that you're not close with them. You know, Mm. but they might not even realize that that's the situation. But just just think about that, too, because do you have a genuine relationship with the Lord or do you just have a relationship with the Lord because your parent does? Do you have a relationship with the Lord because you know your spouse does or whatever? Yeah. I just want you to ask that, too, because you would have to get through that first to really be like, and then what is my one thing? Because then you got to talk to the Lord. <laughs> Some people don't talk to the Lord, yeah. um, but they say they're a Christian and yeah. you know, have a relationship with the Lord, but you don't have a relationship with someone you don't talk to. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works.
0: Well, and, and I think it's I think it's important too to understand that you come into a relationship with Jesus only for Jesus.
1: Yes, not because Th- that's of all want. of the perks you get.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I want to ask Jesus into my heart so I, I can get this or I so. I want to, go to hell. I can find favor or so I can have this grace. You know, it's it's not about it's just about what if what if you get Jesus and none of the perks come with it?
1: Mm -hmm. Is he enough?
0: Yeah, it kind of goes back to the friendships. You know, maybe some of us have had friendships in the past where it's like, well, this person can really do something for me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm really friends with this person because, you know, we just mutually like I do this for them and they do this for me and it just kind of works out. Like literally this is the type of relationship where it's like I come to Jesus because I want Jesus and I don't expect anything from him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because... Oftentimes I found out that I put expectations on the Lord that were never meant to be there. And then I figure out that I get frustrated because the expectations that I had on my life and on my relationship with the Lord were all unrealistic expectations that I put there. And the Lord never made those promises to me. Mm -hmm. And so you're literally coming into this just saying, Lord, I just I just want you for you. And what what is hindering me from hearing you? What you're saying to me what's what's hindering me from seeing what you're trying to show me what's what's all and when you discover what that is you can dive in on such a deep relationship that you've never known before mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you could be sitting there watching TV and then all like boom you can hear the Lord talking to you even in the midst of doing something else, you're doing laundry, the Lord's talking to you, you're mm-hmm. walking outside, you know, going just for yeah. a walk, and the Lord's talking to you. And and it's just a relationship. And it's just like, he's coming to meet with me, and I'm coming to meet with him. And I don't care if any signs, wonders, and miracles unfold, because I still have Jesus, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. so that's, that's where we're trying to get. And when we when we bring all this back around to the very beginning, what is that banana? that's in the tree that you're holding on to, that you're afraid to let go of because you're like, well, maybe I won't get another chance at having another banana. Yeah. Right.
1: There's no other bananas in the world. <laughs> yeah. We do not think very smart. whenever We want yeah. to hold on to something. It,
0: it could be. And a lot of it has to do with fear. What's, what's the biggest hindrance to faith? It's fear. Mm-hmm. And so what, what's the biggest hindrance uh, without faith? It's impossible to please God. And so if you don't have the faith to mm-hmm. come into a relationship with Jesus, you know, then you're led by fear. You're not led by faith. So you got to figure out who's in the driver's seat. Is it me or is it him? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're challenging you with today. And I pray that through this podcast, through today, through your time with us, that maybe the Lord has shown you something. And if he he has, praise the Lord. I want you to like send us a message or something through Mm -hmm. our Facebook page or through Instagram or whatever. Be like, hey, the Lord showed me exactly what it is. I'm praying about it. I'm fasting about it. I'm done with it.
1: Yeah, and accountability too. Whenever you message us, we'll be praying and believing. Absolutely, and and yeah,
0: we'll be praying with you as well. But it's this is the journey. This is the journey of, uh, you know, like I think that there's power in, in that community of saying, man, this is what the Lord is challenging me on. I need to tell somebody Mm -hmm. so that they can hold me accountable so that I don't go back into my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Because I think every day we have to fight our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. We have to fight the need to just put it in cruise control and just cruise on down the road. Like we need to be. Pedal to the floor, gas pedal to the floor, just, you know, gunning it and not looking back and just Mm -hmm. watching all the things fall off of us and keep going. But it's easy for us to go, you know what? I worked really hard yesterday. I did this. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I'm so much better than I used to be. So I think I'll just coast. I could just coast for a little while, you know, and then wait until the next miracle happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're trying to fight against is like every day i want to be better i want to be closer with jesus today than i was yesterday mm-hmm. and tomorrow i want to be closer with him than i am today mm-hmm. and then i want to be like as the bible talks about closer than than a friend you know closer oh, than, than a brother you know just that's that's how close i want to be with the lord and and i know that if you're watching this podcast you're probably think, thinking the same thing you're like yeah, i want that too Well, today is the day. Today's the day. We're challenging you right now on on this podcast to really seek the Lord. As soon as this is over, I want you to grab your notebook, grab whatever you take Mm -hmm. notes in. If you don't have a notebook, go get one and, and write it down. Just write out the question, Lord, what is it in me that is a hindrance from me getting closer to you? and watch as the Holy Spirit begins to highlight. He might show you in the form of pictures. He might show you, and he might just tell you. It might be an Hmm. audible voice. It might be, you know, it might Mm -hmm. just be things that are coming up that's like, oh man, yeah, I do do that. And write down every single thing that comes to mind. And you might have to take on those things one at a time. Is it fear of man? Boom. Is it pride? Boom. Is it unforgiveness? Boom. Is it bitterness? Whatever it may be that is in your heart, the I think it I think it um it, it tells us in Matthew 18 right that that uh, so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. He was talking about forgiving people their debts and and walking in mm-hmm. in forgiveness. And it was like if you can't forgive, then the Lord's not going to forgive you of your debt either. And it's such a powerful thing because unforgiveness can hold us back. From a true, genuine relationship with Jesus, because how can how can Jesus forgive you mm-hmm. if you can't forgive those that trespass against you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's our challenge today.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to add to you: whenever you ask him what that one thing is, also ask him how do I lay this? Yeah, at the altar. You know how what do I mean? I do the, it? He, he Action will, steps. He won't just tell you and be like, "Figure it out." Like he yeah. wants you to give it up you know yeah. so he'll he'll show you what that looks like too well i think it's
0: it's important right when when jesus when jesus goes and sends the disciples out onto the sea of galilee and they hit the storm right the storm starts and he's watching from up on the mountain the bible tells us and he begins to walk out mm-hmm. on onto the wind and the, onto the waves to he he didn't all of a sudden just pick them up and go okay come on You know, the storm's going away. You
1: noticed you're in a storm and you called out for help. Here I am. Yeah, We got to work sometimes. (laughs) He he
0: came in to walk in and be in the storm with them Mm -hmm. and then continue on to the other side. Mm -hmm. He didn't just remove them from all their obstacles. Mm -hmm. He just walked in to the storm with them and was like, hey, I'm getting in the boat. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so that's what he's asking you today is like, what is this hindrance? Okay, Lord. Now... What is an action step? What can I start doing to be focused and to be a good steward over this and to not let this keep a wall up between you and I?
1: Mm -hmm. That's good.
0: And that's it. And and it's not going to go away overnight. It might be one of those things like Paul talks about when he says, I asked the Lord to remove this from me. And the Holy Spirit told him, no, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we wish that the Lord would just take things away from us just overnight, boom, it is what it is, it's gone. But this might have to be a journey. Mm -hmm. So you might have to prepare yourself Mm -hmm. for an 1100 mile walk at goat and sheep pace like Abraham had to in order to receive the promised land. But I'm telling you, the Lord is going to be with you in the journey because he wants to be as close to you as you want to be to him. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to want to walk you through removing those hindrances. Mm -hmm. And it starts today.
1: Yes. So just go do that.
0: Yeah. Go do it (laughs) right now. Get your notebook. Like Nike, just do it. Yeah, just do it. And we can't wait to hear from you guys over over what 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 unfolds. I I pray that that you guys will will reach out to us and be like, hey, you don't have to be specific about Mm -hmm. this is exactly what it is. But but what if what if you get on there and be like, hey, you know, Aubrey and Jordan, the Lord showed me what my hindrance is and he gave me action steps. Praise the Mm -hmm. Lord. And we can celebrate that with you because every step forward is is another it's another step forward, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're all on this journey of getting closer to Christ. But we challenge you to do that. But mm-hmm. thank you for joining us today. It's always a blessing. We're, we're thankful to be able mm-hmm. to do this. Um, thank, we're thankful to the Lord. We're thankful for all the people that continue to support Peace of Authenticity. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll see you right here, same time, same place.
1: Yep, we'll see you later.
0: All right, bye guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>